Good afternoon, I'm Zach Collins with your KSOM and KS95 Sports Update. ACGC continues to remain undefeated, and they've done it with stellar defense and in the rushing game. The Chargers won 35-21 over formerly ranked South Central Calhoun last week and look to continue their winning ways in Week 5. ACGC is currently ranked number 10 in Class A, and head coach Cody Mathewson is proud of his team. He is specifically proud of the defense as they've been stopping the run and kept the Titans to under 2.6 yards per carry. Yeah, the defense has been doing a really good job. Um, you know, we're, we're really big stress on stop the run, as everybody is. Uh, you know, as a program, that's that's what I think at any level everyone says, you know, we got to stop the run. That's the first thing we got to do. And and we've done a pretty good job of that. Panorama uh, kind of got us on the ground a little bit, but we were so worried about their pass game that I think our linebackers were a little less aggressive and sat back and dropped um, and didn't do a very good job of playing downhill like we, we really wanted to play. But again, South Calhoun, you know, there's always been a run-heavy team. You know, that they run that wing tee, the straight-line tee, kind of like what we call the wishbone. And I think they had 22 carries for 60 yards and for, you know, 2.2, 2.3 yards per carry. So we've done a really good job of stopping the run. We've been really, really proud of, of, of that. Um, we've played some run-heavy teams. And, yeah, the defense, it sees some battles. Uh uh, but I'm, I'm really proud of, of our kids' efforts. Uh, like I said, defensively, we've had to play four-quarter ball games. We've been tight games. And, um, that's just going to really really help us in the, the back end of things as the, as the season comes up. But for the last four games of the year, I know it's, it's crazy to say already we're already halfway through the season. This is week five. So being in these close games and these battles is, is for our defense and our offense and our team just in general is just going to, like I said, help us be more resilient as we get through five, six, seven, and eight. Week four was the step-up week for multiple players in the Chargers. Mike Fuller and Jathan South rushed for over 350 combined yards and five touchdowns against the Titans. On the defensive end, Fuller also had three interceptions to top off his night. Leading rusher Jathan South has rushed for 446 yards, while Mike Fuller has rushed for 398 total yards. To look further on the team, the Chargers also have utilized Anthony Sorizano, who has rushed for 324 rushing yards and eight chance with an even 200 yards rushing. The Chargers have multiple players who have stepped up in their offensive game. Yeah, we got uh, a lot of guys stepping up and doing a lot of good things. So, you know, that's kind of been our motto. And our creed has been, you know, next guy in type mentality. So it's a disrespect type thing every single year where we have a really good team. We graduate a bunch of guys. You know, we go 9-2, and graduate our whole backfield. Next year, find new guys, plug guys in. We really try to group kids for the future. And then we bring back a quarterback in 2022. A whole entire backfield last year with seniors went 7-3, won another playoff game. And then here we are, we graduate the entire backfield, don't have any returners, graduate a 1,000-yard rusher, graduate two 800-yard rushers, and groom kids, get guys ready, and uh, we plug the next guys in, and here we are. We got a quarterback who runs for 400-plus yards. We got a full back ran for 398 yards we got another running back who's ran for 320 yards and we have another running back who's averaging almost 10 yards carry at 200 yards acgc will take on riverside in the friday night matchup the bulldogs have lost three straight games as they're currently one of three on the season in their last game against Manning, riverside gave up 20 points in the fourth quarter alone as they were leading 30 to 18 going into the fourth if the bulldogs are able to start finishing games they will be a tough threat on the field for the chargers yeah, they're a very, very good team. Um, you know, they are one and three right now, but they, they do not play like a one and three team. Um, they are two possessions um, away from being a three and one team. They played South Calhoun in week three. 
and they had Sasha Calhoun a 34 to 28 ball game and ended up turning the ball over I think on a fumble on about the the goal the one two yard line there and Sasha Calhoun covered and ran the clock out you know the quarterback running back duo they're very very good they're very very athletic he does a phenomenal job of extending plays with his legs you know they, they just do a really good job of, of using their athletes in the right positions to be able to make plays and, and put them in a position to be successful. So, you know, they played IKM last week and, and IKM, you know, you, they don't show the scoreboard. But what I heard IKM was down by uh, 20 uh, with six minutes to go and um, kind of got in a groove there. So, uh, again, probably a game that they felt like they shouldn't have lost. So, you know, there, there's two games that they probably felt they should have won or, or had a chance to win, and, and that makes them a three-in-one game. Head coach Cody Matthewson is having his athletes focus on the task at hand. With this being the homecoming competition and the Chargers being ranked in the he wants his athletes laser-focused on this game. You know, our opportunities of where we want to go goes through Riverside now. So all of our attention is on them. Our kids aren't looking ahead. We've been stressing the heck out of that. Our kids are really excited to, to be able to get back at home for the next two weeks as we take on Riverside. And I can the next two weeks is our homecoming. So, you know, the biggest thing is keeping distractions eliminated um, and keeping the kids focused on the task at hand, which is a football game on Friday night. So we're just really looking forward to the opportunity to play another good opponent. Um, I think in this district, there's a lot of unknowns, which is a headache. I, I think this is one of the better districts in the state top to bottom it's just a good league from top to bottom and you got to be on your a game it's like playing in the sec it feels like right now there's no weeks off acgc will host riverside in their homecoming game under the lights the holland girls cross country team wins the team title at the tri-center cross country invitational as the cyclones place four out of the five scoring runners in the top 10 with just 38 points logan magnolia finishing second with a total of 58 points in the top 10 Allison Johansson finished for Logan Magnolia with 20 minutes, one second in first place. Madison Spore finished in second for Logan Magnolia, 20 minutes, 36.4 seconds. Haley Egbert finished for Shenandoah in third place, 20 minutes and 47.6 seconds. In fourth place for Kemper Catholic, Marie Day. In fifth place for Woodbine, Addison LaPelle. In sixth place for Harlan, Breely Sheshinger. In seventh place for Exira EHK, Michelle Wilson. In 8th place for Harlan, Allie Anderson. In ninth place for Harlan Christensen, Kiara Dame. And in 10th place for Harlan, Taylor Beaker. Moving from cross country to volleyball in the Western Iowa Conference, Audubon beating Underwood 3-2 in a 5-set matchup, and Missouri Valley beating AHSTW in a 5-set matchup 3-2. Riverside shutting out Logan Magnolia 3-0, as trainer shuts out IKM Manning 3-0. In the Rolling Valley Conference, Boyer Valley over Glidden Ralston 3-1. Coon Rapids Bayard bringing it to 5 sets against West Harrison and taking the win 3-2. And Woodbine with a shutout against Arweva 3-0. In the Corner Conference, East Mills beating Hamburg 2-0. Fremont Mills against East Mills in a five-set matchup as it was 15-10 in the fifth set as Fremont Mills won 3-2. Fremont Mills also beating Hamburg 3-0 as they did not allow Hamburg over 10 points in the competition in any set. And Griswold shutting out Essex 3-0, not allowing Essex to go over 10 points in any set. In the Pride of Iowa Conference, East Union beating Wayne 3-1 and Lennox shutting out Southwest Valley 3-0. In the Hawkeye 10 Conference, in the Hawkeye 10 Conference, Kemper Catholic beating Atlantic 3-0. Kemper Catholic also shutting out Shenandoah 3-0. Red Oak over Harlan Community 3 sets to nothing, beating them 25-23 in a close 3 set. Every set was determined by 5 points or less. 
Shenandoah over Atlantic 3-0, and St. Albert beating Denison Schleswig in a shutout 3-0. And moving from high school to collegiate news, Iowa State's Tyler Perkins has been named the Ray Guy Award Punter of the Week after the Cyclones lost to Ohio last Saturday. Perkins punted five times in the game and had four of the five punts on the interior of the 20-yard line in an effort to try to help the Cyclones over the Bobcats. Perkins averages 50.5 yards per punt and is ranked second overall nationally. His net punting average has been around 45.5 yards and has had 10 punts over 50 yards this season. The Cyclones will host Oklahoma State this Saturday at 3 p.m. For news, sports, and more, check out our website at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Zach Collins with this sports update.